0: Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new week of thanks for the knowledge, Fanbyte's weekly news show, rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a pretty big show. It's been kind of a, a low key but super busy week with games news, so we have to get to the top stories right away. On Friday, Rockstar blew the lid off of its Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition package. Uh, We knew this was coming for a little while. It was announced not too long ago, but now we have a date. It is November 11th. If you want to get your hands on a package, it comes with Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Three very influential games from the PS2 Xbox era. Uh, That may or may not hold up today, but we'll see. Uh, What we do know is that there are a lot of advancements and changes. Uh, with the new uh, package of games. And so I'm going to read down a list of a lot of the changes, a lot of the improvements. Uh, you can make a choice for yourself if you want to pick this up for 60 bucks, Yes, it is a full price game, but you are getting three very, very beefy games. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 maybe isn't as massive and sprawling as we remember it from 2002, but Vice City is still pretty major, and San Andreas is an impressive game in scale and scope. Anyway, um, with the uh, new improvements, we will get the following features. A GTA 5 style button layout, so uh, there's a lot of changes between the Grand Theft Auto that you know now and the Grand Theft Auto uh, 3D games that came out in the early aughts. And so they're changing the control scheme to be more like modern day games, which is overall an improvement, I think. Uh, There will be improved gunplay and targeting controls uh, and uh, new drive-by controls in GTA San Andreas. Uh, these games are not particularly strong in terms of their uh, gunplay. I think Grand Theft Auto 4 and definitely in 5 have improved that aspect of it, so they're trying to get a little bit closer to that, which I think is a good call. Uh, there will be an updated weapon and radio station selection wheels, so that's also a modern touch that'll be nice uh, instead of cycling through everything uh, like you would have to in those older games. There's an updated mini-map with better navigation, You'll be able to set waypoints and destinations. That is obviously a thing that you are expected to be able to do in a game, in an open world game with a mini map, but that just didn't, uh, wasn't a thing uh, back in the day. So that's a pretty big improvement. Um, Maybe the biggest improvement is the ability to immediately restart a failed mission. So uh, let's say uh, in old Grand Theft Auto 3, you start a mission on one side of the map, you're 80% through that mission that took you to the other side of the map, and you fail fail it. You typically would get a failed mission status and you would have to drive all the way back to the original quest giver to start the mission over again. Now you'll be able to just say hey, take me back to the start and it'll warp you back, which I do think while maybe uh taking some of the immersion out of the experience. Is probably a much better uh, game design decision. Uh, there will be some new Rockstar Games Social Club accomplishments for members. So if you're a member of that, um, which you are, if you uh, are playing GTA Online, uh, you'll get some you'll get some cool stuff for um, you know the achievements you you make in this game uh, in these games. Uh, there will be advanced uh, visuals. They released a new trailer for this trilogy, and it looks demonstrably better. Uh, these games have not aged super well. The original. But the new textures and all that stuff are looking really good. They are high res textures uh, from characters to weapons, to roads, to the cars themselves. Uh, Everything looks a lot nicer than it did uh, back in the day. The lighting system is totally rebuilt, uh, so you'll actually see some realistic shadows, better reflections, things like that that just weren't happening in the early aughts. Uh, There'll be improved water and weather effects, which I think will be really nice, especially for Vice City and San Andreas. Uh, There'll be better detail with trees and foliage, uh, better draw distances, uh, which will allow for a lot of immersive depth. Uh, Those older games, you could not see a long way. Uh, I think this will be most interesting in san andreas which had the largest map so uh yeah that's a pretty big improvement and happy to see that there's some platform specific stuff too so if you don't remember this is coming to basically everything pc modern consoles uh switch so for if you're playing on playstation 5 and xbox series x you'll get 4k resolution support with up to 50 60 fps that's a really big deal. If you're playing on PC, you get the NVIDIA DLSS support. So if you got a souped-up machine with an NVIDIA chip, that'll be that'll be super great. Uh, and you'll, uh, on the Nintendo Switch, which might be my platform of choice, we'll have to see. Uh, there are some touchscreen, camera zooming, panning, menu selections, because those menus are dense and sometimes it's nice to have a finger to just point, uh, as well as gyro aiming if you're playing in handheld mode. Uh, I will probably try to play this in handheld mode quite a bit. Uh, it'll probably look really good on my new OLED switch, uh, which is a pretty big improvement. Uh, yeah. So this, this is again is a $60 package coming to pretty much everything under the sun on November 11th. Uh, thanks to rockstar. I got all of these details from their page. They did a pretty comprehensive update on the, uh, GTA trilogy website. So, uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to getting my, getting my hands on this game as much as I've fallen off of favor uh, with the grand theft out of five, a game that I feel like is a little too little too uh, bleak and um, I don't know, not funny, not super interesting to me just personally. I do think these three games in early aughts, uh, they may not hold up, but they do, uh, they are really special, and that Vice City soundtrack is amazing. That San Andreas soundtrack is also super amazing. So uh, that'll that'll be fun to revisit these games, especially if they look as uh, as good as they do in the uh, in the updated version. Uh, Speaking of really big games that are supposed to come out pretty soon, uh, Elden Ring from Software's upcoming uh, open-world Souls-like is getting a delay. Uh, So it was originally supposed to come out on January 22nd, and now they're moving it for a month uh, to February 25th of 2022. Uh, That has Elden Ring launching the same week as The Witch Queen, the upcoming Destiny 2 expansion, which has thrown the entire fanbite staff into a frenzy (laughs) uh elden ring looks really cool uh it was announced back in e3 2019 we've talked about it a lot on this show and other shows on the fanbite network it'll come to pc ps5 ps4 xbox series x and s and xbox one we still don't know like a ton of details about this game we don't know about uh, character creation we don't know exactly how stealth factors into uh the world although we've been told that you know the sekiro based, uh, stealth kind of segments are going to make their way into Elden Ring. We just don't have a super strong idea of how that's going to happen. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting my hands on this game and also, of course, watching Merit play. Uh, if you are not currently watching Merit's amazing playthrough of Bloodborne over on Twitch, uh, you can catch that show every Monday and, uh, Friday. Uh, that starts at 5:30 Eastern over at twitchtv slash fanbite. After she finishes Elden, uh, after she finishes Bloodborne, excuse me, we'll see how much time we have before uh, that and Elden Rings release. Sekiro may, uh, f- you know, fit into that gap or it may not. Uh, but we will definitely be playing Elden Ring when it comes out on February 25th. If you are one of the people, uh, many, many, many people beating down Ubisoft Store over the past, I don't know, decade, uh, begging for a new uh, Tom Clancy. Sam Fisher Splinter Cell game, uh, it it appears that your time may have come. Uh, uh, Sam Fisher has been a side character in a ton of things, like Elite Squad, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, and many other games. And now, according to a rumor uh, from VGC report, uh, Ubisoft has officially entered production on a brand new Splinter Cell uh, game, uh, which uh, if you if you don't know, that game used to be, uh, that series used to be a really impressive uh, franchise of these third-person stealth adventure games, uh, really uh, were focused on a lot of realism and realism of movement and stealth. It was really, really cool. And then they just got away from making them, I think because they probably didn't sell as well as Ubisoft wanted to, but anyway they're beloved uh the uh, the series has seen some mobile and vr titles but mostly those are uh, fairly inconsequential releases and i think a lot of folks will be interested in this news no other details of course have been released and ubisoft is still dealing with a ton of issues with uh, harassment, abuse, misogyny over at its corporate headquarters that it has maybe only kind of sort of dealt with if we are to believe reports from internal sources. Uh, We will have to see if it affects the development of the new Tom Clancy Splinter Cell Sam Fisher game. God of War is uh, the next PlayStation exclusive, formerly PlayStation exclusive, to come to PC. Of course, Horizon Zero Dawn came to PC recently, has done very well there. And now God of War 2018's, well, at least my... 2018 game of the year, not FanBind's 2018 game of the year, but mine uh is coming to PC uh not too far from now. Uh it'll be out on January 14th uh on uh Epic Game Store and Steam. It'll run you 50 bucks, uh, which is really cool. Um, and if your PCs can support it, you'll you'll get ultra widescreen support, which is very, very cool. This game looked amazing when it came out on PS4, and it looks uh, even better with the PS5 enhancements, but on PC. It'll be really, really cool. Uh, They'll have full integration with NVIDIA Deep Learning Super Sampling. That's that DLSS that we mentioned before with the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Um, And it'll be, you know, available for folks with RTX. Uh, it'll look really, really good. We just we know this. So the trailer was released. This game looks incredible on PC with all these things. Uh, you'll it'll be able to support DualShock Four, DualSense on PC. Mouse and keyboard users will still be able to play if you want to do custom bindings and controller setups even sounds like I'll be able to play it with an Xbox uh, Series uh, X uh, Elite controller even on PC, which should be very, very fun. Uh, And if you get the PC version, you get some uh, armor and skins for both Kratos and Atreus, which is... Uh, nice little, nice little uh, addition to that game. Uh, this game is amazing. If you never played a God of War game, um, I think God of War twenty eighteen stands above the rest of them, and you'll finally be able to get your hands on it uh, on uh, in Jan- on January fourteenth. The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077 were supposed to get next-gen up- updates uh, sometime this year. Cyberpunk has finally, excuse me, CD Projekt Red has finally come out to say, hey, we're probably going to have to delay all this stuff, <laughs> which uh, is not super surprising given the lack of news. Um, they, CD Projekt Red uh, released an update to their Twitter account. And blogs and things like that saying that The Witcher 3's next-gen update uh, will be uh, releasing in the Q2 of 2022, which is a pretty big delay. And Cyberpunk 2077's delay will be from the end of this year to the first quarter of 2022, which could be as late as like late March both of these things have been long promised and discussed and uh you know if you're a PC player obviously these are inconsequential but if you have a PS5 or Xbox Series X or S Cyberpunk 2077 is still basically I won't say unplayable but it is a very broken game on uh on a console right now and it is pretty wild that it is it has basically been uncorrected for so long but whatever. At least it sounds like they've got a clear uh, pipeline set up now, a clear uh, series of dates to uh, target with both Cyberpunk and The Witcher 3's next-gen versions. So we'll just have to wait a little bit longer. One of the most surprising stories of the week is NetEase Games, the Chinese conglomerate that is on a bit of a purchasing spree right now buying Grasshopper Manufacturer. That is Suda51's a game development company. They just made No More Heroes 3 on Nintendo Switch, which uh, a lot of people liked, including Ken Shepard over at Fanbyte.com. Um, If you're worried about Suda51 not being able to make some of the strange games that he and his crew have made over the past few years based on this kind of massive acquisition, fear not. In an official statement, he said, quote, NetEase Games will be mainly responsible for advising on our business planning activities and providing sufficient funding for game development, end quote. Um, he he also went on to say that they'll receive a lot of strong support from the NetEase team with a lot of artists and tech experts uh, and also quality assurance. There are a lot of uh, Chinese groups that help a lot of companies with quality assurance, especially so it sounds like uh, sounds like Grasshopper Manufacturer will get a lot of extra help in this regard. For NetEase, this represents a, a bit of an expansion into both Japan as well as an expansion into kind of off-the-beaten-path double a pseudo triple a games uh, that I have a bit of more of a niche a lot of the games that say a company like Tencent uh, goes after. Tencent is our parent company, of course, I have to say that. Tencent buys a lot of big, massive AAA companies that do a lot of big, massive AAA company things. Uh, This grasshopper manufacturer uh, purchase looks a little bit more interesting in a way to see how NetEase is getting into the business uh, from kind of a side door and grasshopper manufacturer is, of course, a pretty strong dev to start that process with. So it'll be interesting to see what other acquisitions and mergers uh, NetEase gets up to in the, uh, in the short term? If you're excited to play Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp uh, this December, I'm sorry. I have some bad news for you. It has been pushed back as of Friday morning. Uh, this was supposed to be a pretty major release in the Switch holiday schedule, and now uh, to uh, to give it just a little bit more time, a little bit more fine-tuning according to the statement, uh, they're going to release this in spring of 2022. Uh, no specific date was actually listed, so that sounds like maybe a late Q1, early Q2 date, uh, but this is a game that looks pretty cool. If you like those uh, old and Advance Wars games, you'll get some uh, new visuals and things like that. And uh, those games are really fun. If you've never played them, but you like games like Into the Breach, this is kind of uh, a little bit like that. Uh, Really uh, simple, simple, but deep strategy game. Um, Yeah, these are a lot of fun. And I am personally sad that I won't be able to uh, play these games uh, around Christmas time. Um, As part of the ongoing investigations into uh, harassment, allegations uh, over at Activision Blizzard, Uh, the company has fired 20 employees. Um, This happened around uh, this happened on Tuesday, October 19th, after a round of new investigations into misconduct. Uh, So there were 20 full terminations. Uh, Francis Townsend, the chief compliance officer who was uh, really a pretty central figure in the early going of this lawsuit, um, is the one that said, quote, it doesn't matter what your rank is, what your job is, if you've committed some sort of misconduct, or you're a leader who has tolerated a culture that is not consistent with our values, we're going to take action. This is pretty starkly in contrast to how Townsend talked about these lawsuits and these investigations into misconduct at the very beginning of this entire thing. She even went so far as to say it created a distorted and untrue picture of the state of Activision Blizzard. Um, A lot of folks after this who works for the company and also outside the company really called for her termination because uh, it it was a very tone-deaf way to go about this. However, she remains, and she is now helping take uh, some action with 20 terminations over at Activision Blizzard. No real details were released about uh, who these folks are or what they did, uh, but we do know that the, those 20 terminations were based on an investigation for misconduct. So that's, that's what we know. Uh, that story is still going to be unfolding for, I believe, probably the next year or so. Um, get new wrinkles keep getting added to it, and it is a troubling, troubling story. Eric Barone, who may be better known to you as Concerned Ape, the creator of Stardew Valley, uh, this week announced that he is working on a brand new game, and it's called Haunted Chocolatier. Well, it's probably Haunted Chocolatier, but I'm always going to say Haunted Chocolatier. This sounds better anyway uh, the game has a newly launched website uh, he also re- released a trailer uh, this game looks a lot like Stardew Valley uh, and it looks like a kind of resource management game but instead of farming it's about creating chocolate for a small town uh, creating your own storefront and uh, as the name implies you'll be dealing with some ghosts maybe friendly and otherwise that will help you uh, run the chocolate shop so uh, uh, Eric Brown says that he wants to cr- he wanted to explore more fantastical possibilities than what what Stardew Valley did. Uh, so if you like kind of the slice of life stuff, but found it to be maybe, I don't know, a little too vanilla. Well, it looks like haunted Chocolatier might change some of that. So, uh, no release date or anything like that, uh, was posted, uh, but it is apparently an early development. So it could be a while, but, uh, if it's anything like Stardew Valley, uh, it should be a pretty, it should be a banger. So keep an eye out for it. Uh, finally coming in super, super hot this week, uh, is the news that Sony is going to do a state of play on Wednesday, October 27th. That's going to be at 2 PM Pacific. That's five Eastern. And it is a around 20 minute showcase of third party games. Uh, these will mostly be previously announced games as well as a few new reveals from Sony partners around the world. If you want to start taking bets, I have three things to point out to you. Uh, October 28th is when Sony uh, Capcom And Square Enix's uh, quarterly reports are around due. So that's usually a time that companies make big announcements, reveal big trailers to get uh, shareholders super excited about their results. So that's that, take that how you will. I'm not saying I know anything because I don't. uh, But uh, Sony will probably want to put some bangers out there to get folks excited about their, their console, which is selling very well, even though no one can find it. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, Capcom might have some stuff up its sleeve. I'm not going to say it's Street Fighter Six. It's way too early to say that, but who knows? Um, I think a safe bet... Would probably be uh, some a new update from uh, for Final Fantasy XVI, uh, but I have no idea. Uh, we have no list of things uh, to to uh, draw from here. But we what we don't what we don't think we'll see at all are things like God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Marvel Spider Man Two. Like these are first party games uh, that have gotten a recent showcase, so we probably won't see any new update updates from those. Some folks are speculating we might see PSVR uh, round two, uh, but we just have no idea. It sounds like it's going to be a third party based state of play. And again, that is October 27th. That's Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, If we're not doing a Twitch along, we'll probably be talking about it on uh, podcasts this week. Okay. Well, that's, that's a lot that can, that, uh, that was announced this week. A lot of news, Live headlines, live delays, a lot of new dates for games, a lot going on. And uh, it's only heating up in October and November. So, uh, yeah, but let's get you ready for the upcoming week because there are some game releases to talk about. Okay, partners, let's get you ready for this upcoming week. There are a lot of game releases to talk about, but first I want to tell you what's leaving Game Pass and what is coming to Game Pass. First of all, stuff that's leaving Game Pass are uh, some bangers. So get these things before they leave on October 31st. That is Sunday, October 31st. It's Halloween. It's Fanbyte's third birthday. Uh, You'll want to grab Carto, Knights and Bikes, Celeste, East Shade, you're going to want to grab those because those are leaving on October 31st. Also leaving are uh, Unruly Heroes in Five Nights at Freddy's. But you don't have to worry about Five Nights at Freddy's, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. You might like those games. I don't know. But the guy seems like a... Like a bad person. Anyway, um, the stuff that's coming to Game Pass, uh, you're going to want to look out for October 28th. That is Thursday, October 28th. These five games will be added to Xbox Game Pass. Bassmaster Fishing 2022, Backbone, No Guns, Doppelganger Edition, The Forgotten City, which is low-key one of the best games of 2021. So just check that out, and also Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Um, so yeah, uh, you'll want to pick those a uh, couple of those up. I think the Forgotten City is a really good one that you don't want to miss. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, I think E Shade is a really interesting game. I think Celeste is a great game. Those two are leaving Game Pass on October thirty first. In terms of brand new stuff that's coming out, there's actually quite a lot coming this week. Uh, Zombo Buster Rising. That's a real name of a game. It looks like a tower defense uh, with some cute hand-drawn art. Uh, That comes to Switch on October 25th. It is out already, as you're hearing this, on PS4 and Xbox One. It came out a couple days ago. Uh, LOL Surprise Movie Night is coming to Switch on October 26th. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a very large AAA game from the Square Enix, folks. Coming on October 26th to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, That's a huge release. We'll see if we have coverage of that game. I wouldn't hold your breath. Not going to say anything about Inside Baseball, but we may or may not have access to that game yet. Uh, the Unliving is coming to PC on October 26th. Workshop Simulator also coming to PC on October 26th. Uh, Pumpkin Jack New Gen Edition is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on October 27th. Age of Empires 4 comes to PC on October 28th. Expect a lot of coverage over at Fanbyte.com, including a lot of guides from our very own Dylan Skiffington. Uh, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on October 28th. Those games are really scary, by the way. Uh, Plan B from Outer Space, A Bavarian Odyssey, comes to PC on October 28th. Riders Republic, Ubisoft's new open world party... Extreme Sports Game comes to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X&S, Xbox One, and Stadia on October 28th. Sunshine Manor comes to PC on October 28th. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars comes to Switch on October 28th. And finally, Mario Party Superstars comes to Nintendo Switch on October 29th. That is, of course, the game where they've taken a lot of the content from older Mario Party games, updated it just a little bit and released it in a $60 package, even though a new Mario Party game came out a couple of years ago. I'm not one to judge. I'm just saying unless you really like the old Mario Party stuff, I just don't exactly know who that package is for, but it might be you. That's okay. If you're really nostalgic for for those old mini games, I get it. October 29th, yeah, that is the day that you'll want to pick up that game. And it's also a pretty important day over here at fanbyte.com. It's going to be a fun day uh, over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. We're going to have a, a spooky Resident Evil Village stream. It's a Halloween party. You won't want to miss it. We're going to be hanging out with Nicole Tompkins and Maggie Robertson, two voice actors from the, this amazing series. Uh, there will be tricks, treats, interviews, prizes, scares, werewolves, fun. You won't want to miss it. Uh, You'll actually have a chance to win some cool stuff, uh, a special edition of Resident Evil Village and some little collectibles and things. Uh, If you're interested in that, you'll want to join our Discord. That's over at fanbyte.casa. It'll be a really fun Halloween party kind of day. Uh, That's on Thursday, October 29th. And we can't wait to see you over at Twitch and over on our Discord server. that is going to do it for this week's episode I want to thank standing in for Paul this week who is on vacation a much needed vacation Jordan Mallory my wonderful producer for this week if you want to follow Jordan you can do so over at Jordan underscore Mallory thank you Jordo, so much for everything that you do if you want to follow me you can do so over at floppy adult on Twitter if you want to uh, check out all of fanbite stuff on Twitter you can follow fanbite at fanbite media all of our podcasts can be found at podcastnet.org and again our discord which you'll want to join for a fun Halloween party on October 29th is fanbite.casa. That is fanbite.casa. Until next week, folks, you're welcome.